Hi, I'm Bailey. Hello, I'm Jocelyn. And this is the Bitch and Wine podcast. Welcome back to the shit show. This is going to be our first full episode. Quick disclaimer, we do not edit. So what you hear is what you get essentially. So sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we're loving it. So we messed around with the audio after a lot of feedback from everyone last week. So hopefully this week it sounds good. Um, you know, we love feedback and everything like that. So let us know how it sounds. Yeah. After telling your fiance saying that I sounded like a what? <laughs> A foghorn. A fog he said, horn. babe, it was a good episode to listen to, but like I was trying to focus on what you were saying. And then Jocelyn came in like a foghorn. Yeah, she did. That's so funny. It's true, but I'm naturally loud. So like, and I also think that I had my mic like too far or, or too close. It was close. in your mouth. It was, it was like basically in your mouth. Sorry if I busted all of y'all's eardrums. It happens. So Bailey, what are you drinking today? So today, for me, I don't know about you, but this week has been the week. So for me, this week, I'm drinking hard liquor, and I'm drinking essentially a screwdriver. I've got (laughs) vodka mixed with some juice that I got from Starbucks, actually. It's called, it's actually a really good juice. There's no alcohol in it initially. It's called Defense Up. It's got orange, pineapple, mango, apple, and acerola. I don't know how you say this juice, but that's what it is. It's a cold-pressed fruit juice smoothie, and you can get it at Starbucks. Just a shameless plug right there. Yeah, maybe they should pay us, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Starbucks, we're looking for a sponsorship. (laughs) I I am drinking this barefoot fruit scotto. I'm drinking the apple. It's good. I'm just a fan of the strawberry a little bit more. And then I also have some Blanco tequila sitting here next to me and a good old shot glass because (sighs) I have been ready to pull my hair out these past couple days. I am studying for a nursing exam and the cardiovascular system's really messing with my head, bro. I feel you. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I actually just registered for my classes for next semester. So I'm going to be taking genetics, mm-hmm. cell biology, and one other one. That's like another ology or something. So, you know, I'm just, just living my best life trying to figure out how I'm going to survive that and also planning a wedding. And yeah. today I just, I already told you, but everybody else doesn't know my engagement ring broke. So, you know, I just, I have to send that to get it fixed. So we're just, we're thrilled today. So really the reason today is like a hard liquor kind of day. I told Jocelyn, we're actually recording this late because I was driving home. I noticed that my engagement ring was broken and it's not horrible. It's easily fixed, but essentially where the band meets my stone is broken and it just needs to be resoldered on. So I have to send that back to the company. As soon as I noticed it, I was driving down the road and I pop my tire. I guess there was an accident on the other side of the road in the morning. So there was like debris everywhere. And I heard my tire pop, but I don't know like what I hit. I'm assuming a screw or something because it was just a perfect little puncture hole. So I had to come get rescued. Um, Thankfully, the guy who's like my other dad drove out and changed my tire for me. So that's all good. And then, yeah, while I was standing out there, in the cold and the wind getting my tire changed my period started so it was just a thrilling (laughs) thrilling half hour really (laughs) so I've been dealing with that um just got back from the 
uh, mechanic shop getting my tire changed and I also got my oil changed so all good it's all set up now but we love it when they required a little more than just wine yeah we love it when they hit you with a well this is wrong with your car and this is wrong with your car and this is right oh okay right um so after a quick 100 dollars, we're back on the road (laughs) absolutely we love that um right today for this lovely episode we're talking about emotional maturity so which is fitting hashtag fitting for today (laughs) absolutely fitting um I am just going to go ahead and say that I have definitely um leveled up my emotional maturity um definitely since high school oh my god oh for sure um I would say the turning point was probably college for me whenever I had a mental breakdown pretty much and uh (laughs) went a little nuts I have been on several different medications I am finally in a very zen place you know with the help of alcohol of course um Mm -hmm. but yeah this is what we're gonna oh absolutely good friends great relationship excellent family bonus family everything so um I think we're first gonna start off with like growing up so like what was your take, Bailey, like being a, let, let's be in the shoes of like our teenage selves again. So how did you handle emotions, uh, stuff like that whenever you were in high school, middle school, young, you know? Totally. Yeah. So I would say the short version is that I didn't, um, (laughs) like I am a very, um, closed off person most of the time. I don't like to be vulnerable. I don't like to share my emotions. I definitely don't like to cry in front of people. And I went through a lot in my younger years, uh, trauma wise and things like that. So I really had a wall built around myself. Nobody knew that anything was wrong with me. Not even like my closest family and friends knew. Um, everybody just kind of like assumed that I was a little bit angsty or something like that kind of had an attitude. Nobody really knew that all of this stuff was going on because I didn't share anything with anybody. I thought that showing emotions uh, was showing vulnerability and that was how I was going to get myself hurt. Um, And after having already been hurt, I didn't want to open myself up to that again. So it really took a lot for me to get to the point where I am now, where I'm willing to talk about my feelings and even really to know what my feelings are and know where they're coming from and be able to name them. Um, I would say probably in like middle school, high school, I didn't think that I had any other emotions than like anger and happiness. I didn't know anything else on the spectrum. It was either I was happy or I was mad and that was it. That was the only place that I went. And I'm pretty sure the only time that I said that I was sad was whenever my grandparents died. Yeah. So yeah. So there were a lot of there was a lot of room for growth. We'll just put it that way. Oh, absolutely. So. I think like, um, I look at my cousin, she's like, God, how old is she? Like 12, 13. Mm-hmm. And then my stepsister's like 14. So I look, I, I, I'm looking back at them and thinking of myself at that age. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I took everything to heart. Like mm-hmm. I had no idea that I was allowed to like stand up for myself, like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that I have definitely learned into an adulthood. But I would say um, my mom is not very good with emotions. Uh, my mm-hmm. dad my dad passed whenever I was 
14. And so my mom is not an emotional person. I am an emotional mm-hmm. person since, you know, whatever. Um, but it was never, it was never, and I'm not mocking my mom. I'm not knocking my mom for her parenting skills, but yeah. it was never- shout out to our parents. We love you. Thanks shout for raising out, us into the people that we parents. are. Yes. Thank you, mom. And thank you, dad. Hallelujah. Um, <laughs> but um, um, I just don't think it was ever, uh, how do you feel? Or uh, what makes you feel that way? You know, that kind of stuff. And I definitely notice it, like the difference between men and women. Um, Mm -hmm. Since living with um, Devin, we definitely have- Can I get an amen? (laughs) Oh my goodness. We process emotions so differently. Mm -hmm. It's ridiculous. But I don't know. I, I don't really know. I'd like to say that- after my dad passed away, I kind of, I was young, 14. So my emotions kind of took a standstill for a while. Mm -hmm. And I just, I kind of am a person like I could focus on other things. So I don't have to focus on what's going on, like emotionally, internally in my head. That's how I was. But now if I have something going on, it will halt my entire day. I'm Mm -hmm. like, nope, can't get past it. Can't do anything else until I get past this thing. That's on my, that's on my mind. So uh, after my dad passed, I went back to high school and I continued high school. I cheered. I hung out with my friends. And then when I hit college and I was away from home in a dorm by myself, Mm -hmm. all those emotions came to me like crazy. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to have to go to therapy. Damn. (laughs) I thought that I'd never have to go to therapy. Wow. Right. This is really I really taxing. thought that I was just going to get out of this. <laughs> yeah, this is really taxing on an individual. Right. But um I don't know, that's that's one thing that I want to make clear here. Bitches, if you go to therapy, bitches and men, boys, dudes, if you <laughs> go to therapy, literally no big deal. Okay? We support that. <laughs> support. We encourage that. Support. Like I think I counted up the other day, like in total, I've probably been in therapy for like three years like not consecutively (laughs) like three years of my life I've been in therapy and that was spread over the time from 17 to 23 so yeah yeah oh I used to like I was like no like that's for no therapy's for sissies man like can't do Mm -hmm. it that's how I thought therapy's for people that can't deal is how I felt I literally okay the first time I ever went to therapy Shout out to my old therapist, Molly. Girl is a dream. Bitch is a dream. Lover. I had never felt, and I know this is bad. God, my mom is going to kill me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I never felt like I had somebody in my corner. And that Mm -hmm. basically, that basically sums it up. And then when I had, when I met with my therapist, I was like, oh, this girl, like she wants to see me grow. She wants, she wants to hear all the bad and the ugly and she's like you know what in this situation you're really not the idiot (laughs) right you're not as bad off as you think that you are exactly oh my goodness whenever I started going to counseling the first time I felt like I was a train wreck and just hearing my therapist be like you're actually doing really good I was like thank you yeah because I feel like I am just out here floundering 
and I have no idea what's going on. I don't know where to go with my life or what to do or anything like that. And here you are telling me that I'm not doing that bad. And I, I feel like you have your life together because you're a therapist. So yeah, exactly. You know. Tell me what to do with right. it. But right. I mean, I, I don't think anybody really fully awares until you go through the ages of 18 to, to 21, 22, that is a big change in your life. (laughs) You go, you go from like staying with your parents, you know, to college, to surrounded by all these individuals that are so different from you, so different from how you were born and raised. And, um, it's just crazy. It's, it's a crazy time. And I actually saw this thing on Facebook. I screenshotted it just for the podcast. I feel like the audio is skipping. Can you hear me? Yeah, I kind of did too. I can hear you fine, but okay. I skipped for a second. Sorry, guys. Um, the age of 18 to 22 isn't easy. You, lure, you lose long-term friendships with people you thought you'd be friends with forever. You make mistakes that you have to deal with for a lifetime. You fail, you realize things, you lose yourself, you go through different phases of insecurities, loneliness, and frustration, and heartbreaks, but don't give up. So it really freaking is, and I can feel that with my brother right now. I feel, yeah, I feel like it takes, because even now I'm 23, but Sebastian is 27, he'll be 28 in March, and we both still feel like we're figuring life out. So I feel like maybe by the time that you hit 30, things start to even out a little bit, but really from like you hit 16 to where you're kind of getting some freedom, like you're getting to drive and getting to do things Mm -hmm. on your own a little bit more. And it's just, you're just living life and trying to figure it out on your own from there until I feel, yeah, I feel like 30 was probably the closest that we get to evening out and maybe like knowing kind of what we're doing, but you think like I was just talking with a friend about this the other day whenever you're like 16 17 you're like man by the time I'm 22 23 I'm gonna have it all figured out I'm gonna know what's going on I'm gonna have my life together I'm gonna be graduating college maybe getting married maybe having kids and I'm over here like who in the world a let me go to college b is letting me get married like I don't I don't feel like I'm old enough to be getting married. What? Like, that's a huge life commitment. I'm not old enough for that. I'm excited about it, obviously. And like, yes, I am. I am old enough for it. (laughs) I've thought about it enough. I know what the commitment is and everything. But there are just days where you're like, who just turned me out in the world like this? I know. Who literally left me out in the cold? Like, (laughs) right. Seriously. And it it feels like shit went by so quickly. Mm-hmm. Okay. I went to the freaking hairdresser um, last month and she pulled two gray hairs out of my freaking head. Okay. Like, no, she didn't. Yes, no. she did. She really did. And then you got, you have the audacity to tell Help. me, don't tell me. Yeah, don't just tell pull me them out, pull them out, pluck them I out. I don't even know what it was. You know, just low key be like, I'm, you know, like pop. Good Lord. Still young but, and wild and free. No gray hairs in your head. I know. Oh my gosh. How dare she tell you? That was <laughs> that was cruel. I love her. I love her. But um I don't know. I think being in a mature relationship now, especially, it has me figuring out 
emotions even more and how to Mm -hmm. process my partner's emotions because let's be honest with you my boyfriend is a little bit of a flat kind of individual he doesn't really he'll tell you when he's pissed off but I mean that's about it I mean we don't you know I don't really know you don't even have to know him to know that when he is no you can just like it's it's obvious like but I don't know what he's feeling most of the time and I'm such Mm -hmm. a feelings person Mm -hmm. which I can be like I love you so much um want to spend the rest of my life with you you're the most amazing man ever and then he's just like I know I love you too he really just says ditto and you're like and oh that's that's enough for me thank you yes that was really fulfilling I'm like really or or whenever I have a freaking anxious meltdown like at night mm-hmm. and I can't go to bed just go to bed just go to bed honey just go. <laughs> thank you so much for your advice but no that's not how it works um, I don't, don't think that you understand, sir. Don't overthink things. Don't Ooh, create. Don't create scenarios in your head. Yeah. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for your advice. That really helped yeah. me. Definitely. That's yeah. So me and Sebastian are very different. Every personality test, every everything that I make him do, we're complete opposites of one another. Like one time we did this personality test that compared us to like animals and mine is a bumblebee and his is an elephant. Like we are polar opposites of one another. So my emotions are all over the board and they fluctuate drastically and quickly. And he does not at all. His fluctuate minorly in every direction. Like if he's happy, he'll probably be happy all day. It will take something major to make him mad and then once he is mad it goes away really quickly too like he's not really sold on being mad now if you make me mad it doesn't take that much and I'll probably be mad for at least 45 minutes over it like I'm gonna need a good amount of time to just be mad about this or to be sad about it or anything and that's one of the things that I think I've learned the most that's also been the most helpful in our relationship is taking him at his word because my emotions and his emotions are not the same and I can't project my emotions onto him. So even though I'm feeling sad or I'm feeling lonely or mad or frustrated or whatever I'm feeling, I can't automatically assume that he's feeling that way. So whenever I say, are you mad? Or are you upset with me? Did I do something wrong? And he says, no, I'm fine. I have had to learn to take that as, no, he's good. And if he's mad and something's wrong, he'll let me know because he's an adult for God's sakes. And we're all out here learning how to handle our emotions. And if I'm expected to be an adult and handle mine, then he's expected to be an adult and handle his. Yeah. So we've started just being brutally honest with one another and being like, no, I'm mad about this or I'm sad about this. But also that comes with the realization that, I can't make you feel anything. I can do things that I want to do. And you might be upset by that because of the feelings and the thoughts that you have. And we can discuss that, but I can't make you feel sad. I might say, "Mm, no, I don't really feel like going and doing that thing that you want to do. And that you might be sad about that, but that's not 
my fault. I'm responsible for me. You're responsible for you. If you want to talk about it, we can talk about it. But we've also taken the, you're making me feel sad or you're making me feel mad out of our vocabulary. And that's helped a lot too, because we're learning to take ownership of who we are and our own feelings, which is not something that I was taught growing up. Again, my parents, I love you, but we didn't talk about feelings a lot and things like that. Neither of my parents are super like mushy feely people. Yeah. Um, and so we didn't really talk about feelings. I knew happy, sad, mad. And I grew up hearing you can get happy in the same pants that you got mad in. And that's just what I learned. Like, if you're mad, you're going to get over it. And if you don't get over it, then you're going to get popped. So yeah, like, exactly. And I think like a lot of dealing with emotions. I mean, like, I know that like, as women, we're fucking badass. Like, I can do whatever, you know, I can do whatever, but our emotions are different. We, we, I feel like we maybe put more energy towards the negative. Mm -hmm. At least with myself, I know I put more energy towards the negative and that can really have an effect on my relationships. But I think mainly what I have learned, you know, whenever I met Devin, I wasn't expecting, believe me, was not expecting to find a soulmate. Like I really wasn't. And if we would have met years ago, like years before, you know, 2019, we wouldn't have been ready for each other. And I think that that's so important. I I think that's so important where you have to be in tune with your shit, essentially, Mm -hmm. to then take on another person. And I, insecurities are my thing. Insecurities, Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, we could do an episode on insecurities, do an episode on body positivity, but Mm -hmm. insecurities are real. And they, they don't, they do not only take a toll on you and your partner's relationship, but your friends too. I mean, you know I have no prisoners either like no and it's rough yeah it's so sad and like I'm sorry but my big old dude in there he doesn't really have many because Mm -hmm. he knows that I love him for all he is you know this is him he has essentially grown up in the year that we have been together put you know put so much towards a future with me and all this stuff and then dude has no insecurities he knows Mm -hmm. I'm not going anywhere but I do Mm -hmm. during the coronavirus oh lord has my body changed (laughs) has my body changed we have we all gained some weight oh my god it is the love weight it's what it is I mean yeah it's the good relationship weight absolutely it's the healthy relationship weight Mm -hmm. I mean I'm a good cook Okay. We like, and let me just say, did you glow up after your breakup? Do you feel like you looked amazing after your breakup? And then now you're like, where did that girl go? Yeah. That's what I said. Like most definitely, especially like through such a taxing, like relationship. Oh my God. Like, you know, no Tino shade, but I feel like I learned a lot from that. I was in a Mm -hmm. relationship prior to Devin almost five years with somebody older than me. Whatever. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a good one. 
And I knew, and I knew it. And then I was like, you know what? Never going to find somebody, never going to find anybody ever. Mm -hmm. And then freaking three months later, here comes Mr. Here he walks in. Yeah. Here he walks into my life and then makes me fat again. So thank you. Right. But like, okay, well that was rude of you. Yeah. And you know, don't, don't doubt your shitty relationships that you do go through, (laughs) your young relationships, your young relationships. Mm -hmm. Don't take those for anything but lessons. Yeah. A hundred and ten percent. Yeah. You think that I get, I don't give a shit, but I'm telling you, it messed with my emotions for a while. It messed with me being able to trust another person fully again. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I still have insecurity about trust issues because the past three boyfriends I've ever had, there's always been somebody better. Yeah. And you know what? And looking at this one being with my dude now, I know there's nobody better. And he tells me that every single day, but those damn insecurities and you Mm -hmm. make up scenarios in your head and it just drives you batshit crazy. And then you start drinking yeah. And then you start a podcast with your best friend to talk about all of the problems that you exactly. have. Exactly. And I'm sweating right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, it is. And it's it's the 18 to 22. It's, it's figuring. It is. it is figuring yourself out who you are, what you have to offer. And then if somebody can take that and then monopolize on it, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like there are just some people, there are just some people that you just don't vibe with that are Mm -hmm. not meant to be in your life. I'm not really a spiritual person, but I do believe that he's here for a reason. I met him for a reason. I was always supposed to meet him. So there's that, but yeah. Yeah. So in this, in the spirit of talking about exes, I, uh, I dated my high school sweetheart. We started dating just before I turned 18 and We stayed together through our first two years of college, which was what it was. Um, I won't say that it was great, but I won't say that it was horrible. We had a lot of good and bad moments. Um, But yeah, he just was not the right person for me. And I am easily the most stubborn person that I know. So pretty much everybody in my family was like, "Mm, we just don't think that he's right for you. And I was like, "Mm, don't tell me what to do. So I stayed with him and probably would have stayed with him for a long time. Um, we were planning on getting married. Like I, I don't really think that a lot of people know this, but a lot of people are about to, I had my wedding dress picked out already. Like I had literally went to the salon and tried it on almost made a down payment on it before we were actually engaged. But I was like, you know what? I'm just going to wait. Like there was something in me, that little still small voice just said, hold on. So thankfully I didn't, that was in October. And then come January, I was like, you know what? I just don't think that this is the right place for me anymore. Like I am, I'm not good here. I feel like I could stay in this relationship because like you said, women are badass. We can do a lot of things. And one of the things that we can do that is not so great is tolerate things for a really long time that we shouldn't tolerate. Absolutely. Yeah. So I thankfully recognize that if I had stayed in that relationship, it would not have been good for me. Um, I probably would not be who I am today had I stayed there so I ended up leaving I looked amazing I look back at the pictures whenever Sebastian and I first started dating and I looked um, flawless yeah Uh, so anyway there's that little thing but um yeah and then 
a month and a half later, Sebastian and I started dating. And Sebastian and I had been friends for a long time, a really long time. And we always got along well. His whole family, my whole family, everybody's always like, yeah, we knew that you guys were going to get together. We didn't know that you were going to get married, but we at least knew that you guys were going to get together. So I guess we were like, I was. (laughs) He apparently saw it for like a year beforehand, but won't admit it to anybody. (laughs) But it took me the longest to come around. So anyway, whenever I finally did and we got together, I was like, oh, so this is what a good relationship is supposed to look like. And I remember calling him because we have been, like I said, long distance for most of our relationship. I remember calling him and talking on the phone with him for hours and being like, okay, so you aren't mad at me for this. Like, so you aren't mad at me for going to hang out with my friends and like not calling you while I'm out or like you aren't mad because you're going to bed and I'm still out or you're not mad because I'm hanging out with some of my friends who are guys who I've been friends with for a long time. Like you don't, you're not going to accuse me of cheating on you and things like that. Right. Right. And he was like, no, why would I do that? And I was like, oh my gosh. Like it was just this crazy realization for me. And so we really have grown up emotionally a lot together. Yeah. Um, which has been amazing, but I, look back at my relationship with my ex and had I not had that relationship I wouldn't be who I am now and I wouldn't have the relationship with Sebastian that I do so I'm grateful for that relationship because it grew me and I think that as a society (laughs) we need to stop looking at our past as only mistakes and realizing that that was something that we had to go through to be who we are now and recognizing that let's let me backtrack. I was talking to my therapist and one of the things that she explained to me was karma. And I, I, like I said, the only thing that I've ever heard about karma is karma is a bitch and that's it. Like I've ne- I don't know anything about it. Well, the spiritual idea behind it is that you make a pact with everyone in your life before you're born, everyone who's going to come into your life, that they do what they need to do in this lifetime for you to be the best version of yourself. And so when you start going through life with that idea that, yeah, that person might have been not so great to me, or yeah, that relationship might've really sucked or whatever, but they were just doing what they had to do to make me the best version of myself. And now I have to honor that and grow from this and become the best version of myself. And how can I look at this and be positive? Yeah. I think that is what has helped me and changed me and helped me grow the most because I've been through a lot Mm -hmm. and there are a lot of times where I could have chosen to be resentful of somebody could have chosen to um, just completely cut that person out of my life could have chosen to dislike myself for things that I've done Um, apparently somebody's in my house I don't know who it is but somebody's here Um, so yeah I could have done all of those things but that's not the way that I choose to go through life. Right. So I think that that's a big step emotionally too, is realizing that life is going to go on and those things happened. And if you're going to live in them, that's where the failure is. Right. And like, I think at the end of the day, it all just adds to our story, you know, our story, how we got here. And, you know, me too, like, I think that the most powerful thing that I got out of, you know, a traumatizing relationship was the ability to understand that it was my time to go. Mm -hmm. Like if you, 
and this is this goes with friends too if you are no longer adding something to my life if I am Mm -hmm. not enjoying my time that's it I'm done right is there a way that we can pause this yeah I might be able to pause recording okay sorry little 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 break there um okay so what I was talking about was knowing when to walk away, knowing when things aren't good for you. And I'm not just talking about relationships. I'm talking about um, college majors, um, jobs, all that kind of stuff. Because so last episode I said, you know, I'm going back to nursing school, which I'm really excited about. Kind of always figured that I would end up in the healthcare realm. Um, But honestly, it, it had all to do with confidence you know, confidence in myself to be able to complete the work. I was in nursing school for a while and I failed by one point. I failed a semester by one point. And then, and then my, my professor asked me, are you coming back? Are you going to go again next semester? And I said, to be honest with you, you guys ripped every part of my soul out of my body. So hell no, I'm not coming back. So right. I, went in, I went into business and marketing for a while. Okay. I love business and marketing. I love social media. Clearly we're doing this effing podcast, but (laughs) I feel like maybe I was put here to do more than that. Mm -hmm. Um, I really am interested in like being a midwife. I really feel like called to do that. And I know I already you know, told you I'd let you deliver my babies too. Yeah. So. We will have to have a a spiritual podcast, mm-hmm. you know, little talk here because I'm really not very religious, but I'd like to talk about it. I'd like to be more religious, but don't really know how. So <laughs> to be honest with you, uh I think uh, the big man upstairs has let me down just a few times. So I just do have a little bone to pick sometimes, <laughs> you know. All great. Hey, you he, know, can whatever. It. he can handle he, it. He can handle it. Exactly. Believe me, he and I have had some strong heart-to-hearts. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But walking away, knowing when you're too, not necessarily good enough, but had enough mm-hmm. is so essential for, mm-hmm. for being in tune with your emotions. And even in today's world, holy shit, this world sucks. Right. Like... Oh my God. Don't even want to go into 2020. Totally. I'm literally sweating out of my clothes. I'm about to take my shirt off. Nobody's going to see me. No, they aren't. We're going to have to pause this one more time because they're literally ringing my doorbell again. Okay. 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 Now that okay, I've taken so, my yeah. shirt off. <laughs> yeah, right. We had to pause really quick. You know, a little quick wardrobe change because it's hot. It's got old rash on the chest. <laughs> So, yeah, um, talking about walking away, we have both actually changed our majors. And it's funny because we both went from the medical field to business back to the medical field. So I was in uh, biomedical science and I hated it. I was miserable because I had a lot of things going on in my life and didn't know how to handle them. Hashtag emotional maturity and learning how to grow. And I didn't know what was, what I was doing or what was going on. So part of my learning and growing experience was changing my major to business management and then realizing that 
wow, I really hated that a lot more than I hated medical classes. And then I didn't feel ready enough to go back to classes for biomed. I didn't think that I could handle it. I knew that the last time that I was in it, I felt like I wanted to die. I felt so miserable. I just felt like I was failing all of my classes, even though I was passing, I just felt miserable and I couldn't figure out why I was like, if this is what the Lord is calling me to do, why do I hate it? So I had to take this little detour. I took a year off. I was a nanny for nine months. Um, and I loved it. I loved my kids. They were amazing. I loved the family that I worked for. They were phenomenal. Um, that was a huge growing experience. Whenever you go from living with your parents and then mostly taking care of you to living by yourself and mostly taking care of yourself to living with a family of four and taking care of all five of you, it's a big change. So I had to do a lot of learning and growing through that. And then after that, I realized that I still wasn't really ready for school yet. I wanted to learn more about myself and just go off on my own and grow a little bit and figure out that I could handle things on my own and that I was capable of doing whatever I put my mind to. And so thankfully, Sebastian was super encouraging, super helpful, super supportive. And he said, yeah, go for it. And I moved from Missouri to the Outer Banks of North Carolina I lived there for six months. When I tell you that I crossed the bridge onto the island and I sobbed, I broke down in my car. I was bawling. I had just driven clear across the country. I was 25 hours away from my home in Missouri. I was 11 hours away from Sebastian. I I knew nobody on the island. The only thing that I had was a job and a place to live. And my place to live was in a girl's house in her spare bedroom and I didn't know her and I didn't know her daughter and I had no idea what I was doing I literally was like well this is it like this is how I die I guess so I showed up at this girl's house and now she's one of my best friends I absolutely love her one of my favorite times of my life easily I grew so much I learned so much about myself I gained so much confidence and by the end of that summer I realized you know what I can't do anything that I put my mind to and I think I'm gonna go back to medical school and so we are not in grad school yet let's just say that (laughs) but (laughs) for right now I am loving it I enjoy my classes I'm having so much more fun I have the motivation to do things and I don't feel like I have to compete with anybody else. I'm just out here living my life, doing my thing, getting to where I need to be going and understanding that it's a journey. It's not about where I end up. It's about how I get there. And my experience is what's going to help somebody else in their experience later. Yeah, definitely. I, I think, I mean, going back to the big age difference, 18 to 22, that is, you're figuring literally everything out about yourself. And so I remember like whenever I was deciding to go back to nursing school, which was like a few weeks ago, probably about a month ago, um, I was talking to Devin about it and I said, you know, it really sucks. I'm really discouraged. I'm so far along in my business degree. I'm like two semesters from graduating, but I no longer have the motivation to do this shit that I am doing. I no longer care 
you know, I'm not as interested in it as I used to be. And I said, and I'm 22 and I'm thinking about changing my whole career direction completely. How do you feel about it? Because Mm -hmm. we're so, we're serious, you know, we're stuck with each other. The other day he called me his permanent lasting. Yeah. He called me his permanent roommate the other day whatever. Well, that was so heartfelt of him. <laughs> so heartfelt. So, you know, I don't know. I, I just said, how are you feeling? He said, you know what? You do whatever you want to do as long as you are happy. If you are not happy, then I will resent what you do. Mm-hmm. He said, I don't give a shit that you're 22. You're, you feel like you're starting over whenever you went the first time. It obviously wasn't your time to do it. He said, mm-hmm. now is the time to do it. Yeah. And I, I think that's a big thing that we need to change too is, oh my goodness. I feel so bad for high school students. Like I'm not even that much older than them, but I feel so bad for all of the teachers and the counselors and everybody that's like, you need to decide what you're doing with your life right now before you ever even get out into the real world. You have to make that decision. And it's like, holy shit. I've learned so much since I left high school. I didn't, I didn't know anything. I barely knew which way was up. Like I'm impressed that they even gave me a driver's license. Um, so, yeah. You think that I was ready to pick what I wanted to do for the rest of my life? No. Yeah. So if you are out there and you have picked a major and you're like, I'm on this boat now and I just have to stay on it. No, you don't. Yeah. You're only 22. And yeah. like, let's hope God willing that you die when you're like 85 girl. You're only an eighth of the way through your life. You can change your mind. <laughs> yeah. People change and your take, mind all the time. Take it from me. I have been through so many college classes, several major changes, a shit ton of money, a lot of anxiety attacks, and a lot of, you know, anti-anxiety and medication, medication, alcohol and medication therapy. It's not, if you do not feel right in it, you never will. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's stop it right there. Just Mm -hmm. like your relationships too. I don't give a shit how long you've been together. If your heart, if you are not satisfied, it will never get better. That was my Mm -hmm. problem. I said, well, we've been together this long. It, it gets better after you get married. It gets better. Bullshit. That's the biggest lie. Bullshit. Like, you know, talking about old stuff, you know, great for growth. Let's do it. Okay. I never enjoyed doing simple things mm-hmm. with the person that wasn't my person. Mm-hmm. We, Devin and I go to fucking Walmart and have a blast, okay? I was just about to say, I will go to the grocery store, and that is my that is my vibe. I love going to the grocery store. Just okay. walking down the yeah. aisle. Exactly. Walking down something, the grocery aisles. Something that I have never done before, and you know, my dad was a big hunter, okay? Mm-hmm. I never really was into it whenever I was younger but with Devin I have a freaking blast we have so much fun we just went out and like nerded out my dad's old hunting shack and like that was also good for the old emotions you know my heart Mm -hmm. you know I felt good um and we're setting up like a deer feeder we've got a trail cam like I'm gonna shoot one in the face like you know whatever and I never really was into that actually I was vegan for a while (laughs) so but well, seriously, I can laugh at that moment. Stages of life. Okay. Mm-hmm. Stages of life. <laughs> I think I just wanted to be a rebel basically. And that's on growth. And that's on growth right there. Pe- <laughs> period. Period. <laughs> that's what the kids say. That's right. But I don't know. And you know, I also wanted to touch on like social media. Mm-hmm. 
I, I think it was during quarantine, like the major, I know we're still in Corona. We're still in Corona, but the bulk of it. So like March, you know, mm-hmm. April that I was like scrolling through Instagram. Okay. Saw all these like gorgeous fit, tiny, perfect. Every single effing photo that they posted was perfect and gorgeous. While I'm literally sitting over here, like actively gaining weight, actively Actively gaining gaining weight, weight. (laughs) but loving my life, but you know, Mm -hmm. whatever, not doing a damn thing. Um, and I deleted, I deleted Instagram and Mm -hmm. let me tell you, let me tell you too, Devin and I did away with Snapchat. Yeah. And that's probably been one of the best things I've done. Yes. Just, I don't care. I don't put any thought to it. Don't, don't care. Don't care. Um, but I deleted my social media for a while because I was like, I feel like shit about myself seeing all of you bitches happy and thriving in your education, your life, your marriage, buying all this shit, you know, that I (laughs) am a broke college student, cannot afford trying to save for a future. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sick of it. So I unfollowed a bunch of people and then I missed it. So I got back on Instagram, Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff, but went through and un or unfollowed everybody that made me feel like shit about myself. Mm -hmm. And it was good. It was good. It was a good cleanse, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I did the same thing. So I actually started reading this book. Shout out to Jennifer Allwood. She's one of my favorite uh, business coaches slash life coach. She's phenomenal she has a book out um it's called fear is not the boss of you you can get it on amazon it's amazing but one of the things that she was talking about in there is going through and really analyzing your heart and how you might be bitter about things and not letting things go that you don't even realize that you're bitter about and so i went through and deleted a bunch of people off of social media and then i realized that at that time, I really couldn't even get on social media. I was either spending all, all of my time on it and feeling terrible or just wanting to be everything that I was seeing. And it was driving me nuts. So I deleted it and I just redownloaded it like not that long ago. I had Instagram earlier than I had Facebook, but I redownloaded Facebook um, because I started my business basically and I wanted to post stuff about that. But it was so helpful for me to get away from that and to learn more about myself and be able to enjoy myself and enjoy my life and not feel the need to compare myself to anybody else or be like, oh, she has such cute pictures with her husband. And I feel like I should take cute pictures and like, oh, I need to have a perfect background for my pictures or, oh my gosh, look at how cute she is there. I have to travel there or I have to go do this or I have to go do that or I have to have that outfit. I have to wear this. I have to, I have to, I have to, it was so exhausting. Yeah, it is. And once I got out of that, and shut it off for a while and said why don't I just do my own thing and see how that feels I felt amazing like you and I and Daisy were hanging out pretty much every weekend at least once a week hanging out drinking having fun cooking together we got we started a group chat and we would literally just text each other it was pretty much always on like a Wednesday or a Thursday and we'd be like we getting together this weekend cool 
that's what we're making cool like bring your mac and cheese bitch <laughs> literally you better bring that big mac and cheese as a hit i literally had to start making way extra because everybody else is like can i get a pan to take home and i'd be like yeah that's fine so i had to start making it in like triple quadruple the recipe of what it normally was um yeah hashtag why we gained weight during quarantine <laughs> for but- real it was so much more fun. I enjoyed life so much more whenever I didn't feel the need to post and keep up with the Joneses on Facebook and Instagram <laughs> and to just have fun and enjoy our own life. Well, yeah. We had a and blast. I think that is called being present. Mm-hmm. That is something that I have learned. Yeah. We will never get this time back. Okay. Mm-hmm. Newsflash, we're all going to die. <laughs> Hello, we're all gonna die. Um, it's really fucked up, but you will never get this time back. And that's what I'm thinking with whenever I spend time with y'all, whenever I spend time with my family, I'm here, Mm -hmm. I'm enjoying this time. I might snap a few pics or a video just to remember the time. But as far as listening to whoever I'm talking to, my boyfriend, my friends, whatever, I'm listening to you. I'm I'm zoning in on our conversation. Mm-hmm. And well, two, I, like you were saying, buying everything. I have to have this. I have to have that. I felt the same way. And it's so, it's so exhausting comparing yourself to others. I mean, social media and, you know, outside of social media, like mm-hmm. I'll sometimes I'll see like a perfectly gorgeous fit individual walking out of such store. And I'm like, do you want me to tell you that you're better than me? Because you are like, mm-hmm. I see you. I, I see you. Thank you. But like, I don't know. I've just come to terms with like, I'm loved man. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I'm I think loved. that's the most emotional, mature thing that we can do is to realize that our greatest love comes from within ourselves and if we truly love ourselves, then there is nothing outside of us that's going to impact that. Like, obviously Absolutely. it would hurt if I lost everything, <laughs> my, my heart would be broken, but I love myself enough. And I know that God loves me enough that if for some reason something were to completely like blow up my life and everything just went away, I know that I have the strength and the love within me to be able to survive that. And that is the best growth that a person can have because then I am not projecting on other people. I am not putting expectations on other people. I am not living my life. Like I have to have them in my life. I get to spend my life and get to be married to the person of my dreams and get to look forward to my life because those are things that I'm excited about. Not because those are things that I feel like I have to have to fulfill me. I know that I'm already a whole person the way that I am and that I am going to be successful just the way that I am and that I'm loved just the way that I am. And so all these other things are a bonus and that makes my relationships so much better. That makes my fulfillment so much more fun. Like I don't, I don't, expect that someday whenever I have kids I'm gonna be so much happier or someday whenever I'm actually like you know 
a doctor, I'm going to be so much happier because I have that. Or someday, whenever I have a house in my dreams, I'm going to be so much happier. No, I am living in this moment right now and I am loving it. And I don't need anything else on top of that. And that's awesome. Yeah, I know. And like for the first time in my life, I completely agree with that. I am in a place right now where everything is good today. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to tomorrow in the future. Mm-hmm. But what I have now is all that I need. I'm yeah. telling you, like we're on the road. Hopefully, hopefully we'll be on the road for a lot longer, you know, mm-hmm. and we can do this for a lot longer and we can go to different places and see different places and we don't have a home base and that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. You know, we're not, we're so excited. We're so excited for the future and what it brings, but here now we're doing great. And I think that's such a beautiful thing. It is. But even today, whenever everything was going wrong, it felt like, and I was like, oh my goodness, can there be one more thing? Like, I really wasn't even mad. Like, I hesitate to say that I had a bad day today. I just had a lot of stuff go on. But Mm -hmm. even in the midst of that, all I could do was laugh. I was like, you know what? I have one, I have a car that runs. So I'm sitting here in the heat while I'm waiting for somebody who loves me to come change my tire so that I don't have to get out and do it in the cold by myself. Yeah. So that's a blessing Two, Like I have a home that I can go to. I have people around me that love me. I'm going to go eat after this, mm-hmm. like hallelujah for a good snack to always, <laughs> to always help change your mood. Um, you know, so I, years ago this would have been a day that threw me over the edge oh Today, absolutely I laughed I said that was a fun hour right there that was that was a lot and I can laugh at that and I can move on and I can have an amazing day today and I sat at the shop for two hours and I just like scrolled through TikTok texted my friends laughed had a great time saw a puppy so <laughs> that was amazing um and that would have been something that I would have I would have never been able to do before to just sit and relax and enjoy myself and not think about all of the laundry that I have to do at home and all of the million things and enjoying the moment when you're with your family is easier. I feel because you're like, wow, this is a really great moment and I really want to be here, but being present in the moment and learning to enjoy it whenever there is, whenever life is a shit show, that's a blessing too. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Like we're, this time okay so like we moved into our apartment probably almost two months ago mm-hmm. and like buying everything for the apartment furniture um my boyfriend's truck decided to shit itself sorry i'm taking i have a pocket knife in my pocket it was hurting me but um <laughs> <laughs> um my boyfriend's truck is like currently on the fritz we only have one vehicle between us right now um it's a bit of a trying time you know we're gonna buy another vehicle he has to have a truck we're gonna do all that it it's been a rough it's been a rough time Mm -hmm. and then we've got people all around us going through things my friends are going through things i just you know it's it's important to focus on the good and not the bad. So what, br- what brings me to like the end of this podcast? Cause we're about, let me see. I, I put a timer. Yeah. We probably should wrap up shortly. Yeah. About an hour. So, um, the last with thing, the pauses though. Yeah. With the pauses. But the last thing that I want to end with is I want you to tell me something good 
And I want you to tell me something not so good that happened to you this week. Yeah. So, okay. I'll start with the something not so good and then I'll move into the something good because I feel like they feed into each other. Yeah. So something not so good happened uh, Friday morning. Um, One of my really good friends was in a really tragic accident. She was like my sister, mom, best friend, everything um, on the island that I lived on. And she was actually killed in that accident. Um, Maybe I'll talk more about it some other time, but right now I just cannot but yeah so that is what happened um and it was really really hard and really really heartbreaking and it still is I have yet to go a day without crying about it so I'm just waiting to start crying tonight (laughs) I'm sure it'll come sometime um so that was very hard but the good thing that happened came out of that whenever I text my counselor um we had just finished doing sessions. Like we're not, I'm actually not doing sessions with her presently. Um, but I text her and I said that I felt so blessed to have known and to have loved her that this loss impacts me so deeply that we loved each other so much. And I know that she loved me so much that now I get to be heartbroken over this. Like, what what a beautiful thing it is to have that relationship yeah so this week has just been a lot of reflection for me um a lot of enjoying people being around me and people loving on me and calling people more and things like that yeah so, yeah that, that was a not so good thing that turned into a really amazing thing yeah I would so say oh I mean I don't oh you know to turn the page I don't really have anything too horrible going on but Mm -hmm. I would say that also the bad thing that happened to me maybe is you being so upset because I love you so much and and same way with our friend Daisy Mm -hmm. who just lost her dad um and you know me losing people that are close to me and seeing you guys go through that it definitely puts me in a little bit of a rut here like I feel Mm -hmm. like I need to do everything but I don't know what to say death makes me weird as hell um (laughs) so I the bad thing is I hate that you're going through that and from what I hear you say about your friend that she was an amazing person so that's what you hold on to and that's what I continue to hold on to um with my dad too but I will say that the good thing um that happened this week is I <laughs> I was looking in the mirror the other day mm-hmm. and I had on like an outfit that I haven't worn in a long time and I was like, you know what? Yeah, like I have I have gained weight. I really mm-hmm. have and I don't feel good about myself. But then I was like I'm happy as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Girl. Have you yes, ever done you have you ever done that? Have you ever looked in the mirror and been like, you look a little rough, but at least yeah. you have a lot of good things going for you this fucking week. I have never been that confident. I have never, I have never been this confident in my whole life. And we're yes. gonna have a fucking episode about that. Yes. As I'm sitting here in my sports bra. Looking like a queen. I'm loving it. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. But I will say, like, that's that's the best thing that's happened to me in a 
a few weeks because I have been stuck at home not doing shit and looking in the mirror and thinking that I'm gorgeous that's the best thing so I'm holding on to that but but yeah hallelujah but okay to that girl absolutely I should and then also the good thing that's happening is we're going on a trip in a couple (laughs) weeks so like come on heck yes we are (sighs) but um yeah maybe we should wrap shit up I guess wrap it up probably we should probably say goodbye to all of our friends thanks for coming to another shit show yeah obviously it was we had to pause twice once to take a shirt off once to answer the door (laughs) um hopefully I can edit it (laughs) hopefully but if not if not you'll just love us through it exactly but I want to quickly say we are available on apple podcasts spotify and the stitcher app so if you have an android totally check out spotify and stitcher and of course if you have an iphone you can subscribe on apple Podcasts. bitch and wine is how you can find us you just subscribe and you'll get a notification every week whenever we post new content we're about to start a patreon which is you can give a little bit of cha-ching money cash flow to our show to help us out and um they'll be on different tiers so like i think we're gonna do like one dollar or five dollars whatever we'll start off real basic and you can see us live stream maybe have a little mini episode maybe do something else so i think we're just really excited to see uh what this brings us and I always feel maybe like 10 pounds lighter after we talk anyway. So I do too. (laughs) We are not going through life with that magnet anymore. We (sighs) bitched and winded away. We talk about shit now. (laughs) (laughs) We do. And that's on emotional growth. We (laughs) talk about our issues. Oh yeah. Yeah. No matter how terrible they are. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Amen. (laughs) But. Thank you guys so much for coming back this week. And it might be just a bunch of like, you know, rambling garbage. But I'd like to say that we maybe helped you out just a little bit, uh, at least with the wine suggestion. So, Yeah, we drink. tried. Yeah. But thank you guys so much if for listening. If nothing else, at least you know what to drink now. Right on. And that is the most important thing. So, Truly. all right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. And we will see you next Thursday. Bye. Bye.